sales manager is an interesting position to be in for sure because you've got a lot of cats to herd and you're right in the thick of things. You're maybe the catalyst, the bottleneck, the one who spends the money, the one who makes the money. Uh, You're kind of right in the thick of things. And I think it's the same whether you manage a small organization and have, I don't know, two or five sales agents, or whether you're in a medium organization and have 10 or 20, or whether you know, you're know you in a larger organization and you can multiply the number of agents on and on and on, uh, of course, when you get to have a big organization, then you have people working under you too as supervisors or coaches or trainers or uh, however you have it structured but part of the challenge is to structure it so you as the sales manager don't go insane and you as the sales manager don't get pulled in too many directions there's a lot going on when you're the sales manager so on the one hand you're working with your higher-ups to try and come up with some realistic strategies, some realistic budgets, some attainable goals. And you're working with your salespeople to come up with plans to make all of that happen that you just promised your higher-ups. And the sales agents have a variety of motivations. Uh, some salespeople love sales because if you're in an industry that's growing, if you're pretty good at talking to people, uh, it is a great job for a lazy person. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Um, I think you should always be lazy. You should find the path of least resistance. You should find whatever pursuits or careers allow you time to manage your own sanity or to take care of yourself or to spend time with your friends and your family and your dog and to do the other things you love to do because this whole concept of work consuming you is a lot of crap. That's for a whole other podcast to talk about that. But there are challenges in managing people who have work as their fifth or sixth or tenth priority in life. Um, It is a challenge to manage those folks. A lot of sales managers love the obsessive workaholic person who's scared to death of poverty and will work themselves to death basically Uh, producing and producing and producing because those people produce and so a lot of sales managers tend to like people like that working for them and managing folks like that is very difficult because their nervous energy gets very challenging and it's easy for them to use their nervous energy in unproductive directions because they sometimes equate 
busyness with production and the two don't necessarily have anything to do with each other all the time. So you've got all these personalities you're trying to manage and that is tricky. One of my uh, claims forever is that there, there just is no good way to manage people. Uh, you have to try because if you have a team you have to manage the people somehow but there's no good way to do it and every person you deal with has their own sets of motivations and madness and uh, the baggage they bring from life and the baggage they bring from the last job and then the personal interactions you have with that person and their work style, their work ethic, their uh, trainability, their malleability when it comes to uh, work style and um, selling style. So it gets tricky. And it's tricky also to manage your higher-ups because they don't necessarily have the same goals and motivations that you have. You became a sales manager for some reason or another. A lot of people become sales managers because they're really good at selling and they're really good at this particular product or this particular company or this particular service. And because they're good at selling and have this broad base of knowledge about the industry, the product, the service, the company, and so on, they start making lots of improvements in their own personal style and their own personal workflows and the bosses go, huh, we should make this person the sales manager because they're figuring stuff out. So you don't always get to be sales manager because you want to or because you want to manage salespeople. You often become sales manager because the big bosses present you with the promotion and the opportunity and you have to make the choice. Do I want to move up or do I want to stay where I am? And usually the bosses will make it worth your while monetarily to move you up. They don't always make it worth your while with other things because uh, in our let's work all of our employees to death uh, style of managing, uh, they're going to want more from you. They're going to want more time, more energy, more contribution. Uh, they're going to want you to fix all the screwy stuff the last sales manager did. Uh, or in some cases, you become the first sales manager in a small group where the boss or the operations manager or the owner used to be managing sales as a part of their other roles. So you're not always a willing participant when you become a sales manager, which brings a whole other layer of uh, interesting stuff to the game. Sometimes you become a sales manager because you figure, let's see, either I can bust my tail selling and produce what I can, or as a sales manager, I can get a percentage of a whole bunch of people busting their tail, and it becomes sort of a natural progression because you can sell more, and sometimes at a higher margin, 
but usually with higher returns for yourself if you have salespeople working for you rather than you doing all the work yourself. So that's another reason why a lot of people end up in sales management because it's just a natural progression of figuring out the selling game. Uh, Sometimes you become the sales manager uh, because you learn a lot about business and your other roles in other companies but because you maybe don't come from an accounting background or a marketing background or maybe you don't have a business degree or an MBA or any of that stuff you come with well, street smarts is probably an outdated term because uh, not too many people hustle in the streets anymore before they go into business. Those days are kind of done, but uh, you you develop uh, skills, let's say, at getting things done and making things happen and negotiating your way through things that uh, you just keep doing that and trying to move up and up through the ladder, up the ladder, if you will, through the organization. Um, because a lot of people come to the conclusion early on that, let's see, if I'm going to bust my tail for eight or nine or ten hours a day, I might as well get paid the maximum I can for busting my tail for eight or nine or ten hours a day because I'm going to bust my tail one way or the other. And any kind of job you have is going to come with some set of hassles and nonsense and ridiculousness. So I might as well get paid maximum and how am I going to do that in my situation? And a lot of folks who take that approach end up in sales management. That's how I ended up in sales management. I thought, well, you know, uh, my time is the same as anybody else's time. So I might as well get paid the maximum for doing it and started moving my way through. So the whole point of all this ranting is that... Uh, really no matter how you got to sales management you've got to manage the salespeople and you've got to manage the expectations that the bosses are giving you or or putting on you Uh, and you've got the other layer of managing customers manage the delivery and implementation of services Even if you're not responsible for the delivery and implementation of services or products, it certainly affects what you can do as a sales manager. Um, Because if your company has a really good reputation for delivering its services and products, makes your selling process a lot easier. Uh, If you have a sloppy system for delivering of goods and services, then you need to spend a part of your day trying to improve delivery of sales and of what you've sold uh, to make your selling game go easier, right? So it's tricky. A lot of people love sports analogies around sales management because, you know, you're managing a team and you're trying to reach goals and so on. A lot of people love family analogies because you're all a bunch of different folks that are related by where you are and what you're doing and you're trying to take care of each other and accomplish things. Um, 
a lot of people like sort of nature analogies like you know you're a pack the salespeople are a pack like a wolf pack or a dog pack and you know how does the pack all work together to uh, hunt and eat and protect itself and take care of its young and reproduce and so on so there's a lot of interesting ways to look at sales management and so one of the things I'm doing about sales management or with sales management is with my friends at Ready, the Regional Economic Development Incorporated uh, at uh, Columbia, Missouri. I've been working with them on all kinds of things over the last few years. Uh, I'm a participant in their innovation hub. Uh, I love to support their events, things like their game jam that they did for several years where uh, I developed my sales training game Starship Junkyard uh, I'm a uh, resident or renter if you will at their uh, co-working space where I spend part of my time there so what we've come up with is a group that will meet uh, twice a month of uh, local sales managers so to see how it's gonna go uh, we're saying you need to have a sales management role with at least two salespeople because there's a lot of small and medium-sized businesses in mid-missouri that do interesting things and do well and and we don't want to kind of bump them out of there but we do want to work with people who are actually managing salespeople and uh, if you've got at least two salespeople, you understand the challenges and the dynamics of managing multiple people with multiple sets of motivations and so on. And then we'll see how it goes. So the plan is we will get together twice a week, uh, sorry, twice a month for a good hour in the mornings on Thursdays and talk about all the stuff that's important to sales managers uh, all the common challenges and common opportunities and the fun stuff and the ugly stuff and the interesting stuff uh, it'll be a really interesting peer group because in my experience people in sales management are creative uh, they're good thinkers they come up with good systems they're good at pushing the envelope. They're good at figuring things out and thinking on their feet. And, you know, if we put 10 or 20 people like that together in a room working on things they're all dealing with, they're going to help each other come up with some interesting viewpoints, some interesting ways to deal with their issues and opportunities, and it'll be really good. So if you're involved in sales management, I don't know what you're doing right now to work with peers to share your common interests, your common issues and opportunities, uh, but you should be doing something because the sales management role is a unique role, I suppose. Any role is a unique role, right? That's how it got to be a role because it was unique enough it, went out on its own as a role so maybe that's a silly thing to say that uh, sales management is unique because 
Why shouldn't it be? But lots of good things to talk about. So let me hear from you your thoughts, your reactions, your experiences with sales management, whether uh, you're in sales management or you're managed by a sales manager or you know sales managers or maybe you're a boss who has a bunch of sales managers. I'd love to hear more about what it's like in your mind to be a sales manager. Anyway, if you're in Columbia, Missouri, come by Thursdays, second Thursday, fourth Thursday of every month, nine o'clock at the Ready Offices, 500 East Walnut, downtown in the big garage, uh, across from the post office in Sharp End. Hope to see you there. What do you do for sales training and team building exercises? What do you do for customer service training and team building exercises? I know you're trying all kinds of things and there's some good stuff out there. But I swear, if anyone ever asks me to do another trust fall, my brain's gonna explode. So let's come up with something different. I've been trying to find something different for a while. And I thought, well, why not? Let's come up with a sales training game or a customer service training game, something fun that everyone can get into and that they can laugh about and challenge each other and poke each other a little bit and feel some of the emotional ups and downs that you get when you're in customer service and sales. So I went to a game jam uh, headed up by the local regional economic development group here in Columbia and Boone County, Missouri. And I met uh, a group of game developers and we had so much fun that we ended up creating a game called Starship Junkyard, which is a great and hilarious way to do team building for your businesses, for your sales teams, for your customer service teams. And it's turned out to be just a great family and friends game too. Something you can sit down and play for half an hour or an hour or a great pub game. It's hilarious. It's called Starship Junkyard, and you can find it on Facebook at uh, the Starship Junkyard, the card game. You can buy it on thegamecrafter.com. Go to thegamecrafter.com and look up Starship Junkyard and buy a copy and play it. It's hilarious. So try that for your next team building exercise. Try that for your next sales training meeting. Sit down and play Starship Junkyard and you will be happy you did. Go check it out on Facebook, Twitter. Go buy the game at thegamecrafter.com. The Starship Junkyard, the card game. Thank you.